notice you're just eating raw marshmallows over there. Yeah, well, I'm gonna eat these, and then I'm gonna eat my graham crackers and chocolate separately. Another, here's another controversial topic I'm gonna throw at you real quick. Graham crackers are better when they're stale. They're like chewier. They're more malleable. You know. I agree. I could, I could go. Yeah, I could, I get uh, down with that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's wrong. Um, okay. I would say but, better. Uh, welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast. I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined by five other. Campfire compatriots, campfire fellows. Uh, what's up, our king of Keeley, John? Hi, it's it's uh, great to be here. Thanks for uh, asking me out. <laughs> we you, you got to come with some new material. Uh, we've got our. Uh, oh, I said that before. Producer. Oh, you've said that two or three episodes. It doesn't sound like me. Flask. Got to come up producer. with some more material. Our uh, current current Vito brain, maybe the longest lasting Vito brain at this point, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me, man. We've got our favorite uh, curfew victim, Brendan. Hey, are you guys still under curfew? Yeah. No, 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 it's no. Gone. no? Gone that was just Sunday. last week. Yeah, okay, just just okay. normal quarantine. And then our v- our favorite Vito Exotic. How you doing, friend? I'm good, man. Very good, thank you. So, uh, yeah, you guys have been on curfew. Large part of that has been because there's been a uproar in protests throughout the nation after uh, the killing of George Floyd. I don't really want to. Well, are we going to talk about this? I don't. I don't want to make a big thing about it, but I mean, like the coronavirus, it's a fairly significant event that if you listen to the last episode and then think about us talking about what's going on then and then that this would be happening in the next few weeks, that'd be, uh, you would not have seen it coming. Um, and I just wanted to highlight that it's there, especially because we have a lot of our news topics that are going to be about it. Yeah. Um, Needless to say, things are very interesting right now. For people who are just like listening to the last episode and then this episode, just like rolling them through on their Spotify or whatever, there's been a significant gap of time between the last episode and now. Yeah. Yeah. As well. The year is 2035. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and by the way, just to date that, it is June 9th. Um, this is when we're recording this. I don't know when it's going to be posted sometime this week. But yeah, no. Uh, it's like the coronavirus, the whole nation's talking about it. Um, it's starting to influence our media, which is one of the reasons why we felt obligated to talk about it, even though it's, you know, it's not really our bag to do. And there's much smarter people than us with much better takes. Um on what's going on. I mean, it's not really many takes. It's just hey, don't be a shitty person. Yeah, I mean True. don't 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 kill people in the line of duty. Is yeah. It's a pretty safe take. You know. Treat don't people be a, don't be treat fucking people equally. Yeah, treat people equally. Yeah. And then when people peacefully protest about that killing, don't don't, kill don't those, fucking walk up to people. them. Yeah, don't walk <laughs> up and beat the shit out of them. If we didn't mention it at all, it would be weird, you know, because it's it's dominating uh, everything right now, and uh, yeah. it's important and it's super important. And I know it's a video game podcast, but you know, we talked about coronavirus briefly, so it makes sense that we would mention the protests that are going on everywhere uh, against injustice. And uh, yeah, we're gonna be talking about. 
what certain video game developers have done in response to these protests later on in the episode. Uh, so I think at this point we can move on to the round table. The table that is round. I just want to clarify, there's no table, we're, we're at a fire. Yeah, can we change the name there? <laughs> we the can, can, we retake, can we get a yeah. retake there, you know? The, fi right. the fire circle, that's what. I think it's a good time to move on the to the, pit. Uh, the s'more pit. Right you are, Vito, right you are. The, the s'more gorge. The, the s'more pit. Well, the s'more gorge. Why don't you, uh, why don't you lead us off, Flask, on the s'more gorge? What have you been doing recently <laughs> in... Uh, in lieu of more any video game stuff, you know, what else has been making you happy? I know some of your sure. answers here, since I've been spending a shitload of time playing video games with you. <laughs> yeah, we've all been spending a lot of time, but me, uh, probably more than most people here on uh, Terraria lately, last couple of weeks. Uh, Terraria released its 1.4 update, which is the final update to the game. Although they've been updating that update since then with patches. Uh, and I, I don't think I, <clears throat> I think maybe Andy, you'll be the one to like go into this a little bit more since you're anyway. Yeah. So I'm not going to go into it deep, but, uh, yeah, we've been playing that a lot because I have a bunch of other stuff to talk yeah. about that I want to roll through. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We will bring, I'll bring it back up later. Okay. I, I, I'm paying for the server and I've been probably putting the most time into like getting people together and that kind of thing. So. I got some words to say. We can, like, cap off the round table with that, I guess. Sure, sure. That's a good way to do it. Um, so, yeah, that. Uh, let's see. A few other things. I read uh, Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are your uh, thoughts? Well, I, I don't really want to go into this except to say that I did like it. Why, uh, wait, why don't you want to go into it? Because this isn't, I'm not like a literary literary analyst. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like that's fine. I don't know, know if this is a sensitive topic for some reason. No, no. I just feel okay. like the 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 crossover appeal of this topic is not going to be huge. But um, well, I mean, me, John, me good. and John are both big fans of that book. Okay, yeah. Book. It was it was good though. It was good. I feel like definitely he he was like, it. The book feels like him like getting a bunch of stuff out of his head. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, it's basically a stream of consciousness type writing, and um, yeah. it's very personal and reflective for him as an author too. Mm -hmm. He's he's in the book as the way he inserts himself is rather fun. Yeah, I like that. That's me. Yeah, that was, me. That was I. Um, so yeah, I read that. Uh, I uh, I watched the Star Wars: The Specialized Original Trilogy by Harmy um, with my dad. Because he hadn't seen those. It was kind of fun because he'd seen the originals in theaters uh, at just the right age to like identify with the characters. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm more familiar with the 1997 versions. <clears throat> Although I think I've seen the specialized versions before. For those who don't know what these are, it's a guy named Harmy and a team he put together um, that have painstakingly recreated the original theatrical experiences for the Star Wars original trilogy from uh, all sorts of sources. Oh, this guy. Okay, I remember this. Yeah, like the laser discs and uh, random sources for, for so, pre-special so, uh, edition. That's the stuff. first cut where Han shot Greedo, if I recall. Yeah, that's certainly one of the things that is uh, has been changed over the years. Oh, so, yeah. so this is what was released 
the closest thing to what was released in theaters because what after that they well the, it, the movie? well George Lucas's whole philosophy was that his production of the movie was an ongoing endeavor and yes. su- and such that when he edits the movies I I don't know in the nineties like ninety five or whenever he no longer wants the previous cuts to be available because oh, wow. in his mind that's the movie the one that he made yeah. in ninety five it it. He's he's the guy who made it. He's the editor, and he just edited it again. To him, his notion it's a, is it's like, a more it's a more perfect product. So he doesn't want anybody to experience the lesser form. Yes, these updates are getting closer to his original vision for the films, which is ridiculous because it's like it's just the yeah. product, you know. It's yeah. Well, but the product at least for itself, have the I mean, original. In my mind, it's just disingenuous because it's like. You still have an entire generation of people who saw in the theaters in the 1970s, and you can't just say that what they saw wasn't the movie. You yep. know what I mean? So I got a question for you. Sure. What's so, up? So I'm pretty sure me and Knoxville have never seen any of the Star Wars original movies, right? I have no. never seen any Oh, really? Insane. Either. Yeah. Wow, I know it's insane. Movie. I don't know. They just never like, not really seen it. the Star Wars movies? Why aren't, why aren't oh, we no. watching these? We watched well, Knoxville like... has, has been wanting to watch the trilogy for a while, and every time uh, I'm just like, eh. Well, he said uh, it like that, though. Like what he. Just I think did, this would noise. be the cut to watch if that's what you're gonna ask Flash. That's my. Opinion. I was actually yeah. gonna include to say if you're gonna show your kids these movies, show them these, not the version where, like R two D two phases through a giant rock or Obi Wan screams like yeah. he's got testicular torsion. But, like there's so many I know, random I know. bizarre changes in the new ones. Yeah, I know you guys well enough to know the the overproduction and the twenty years later retro editing with digital technology it's gonna be so obvious and turn you guys off the movie that you'll have no chance of liking yes anyway hmm. so I, I'm, original I, I'm confident and... of that you would want to watch the version flash is talking about what's it called flash once again well star wars despecialized by harmy right all right well maybe star wars yeah, I, I feel like watching it more than i did before i heard about this so maybe we'll do a, a trilogy run okay i'd watch maybe it, it's it, in my opinion, like the best way to experience them is to just try to like liter- remove the entire universe. And the first movie was made when he didn't had no idea he was going to be able to make a sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like look at it through that lens. That like take the first movie in as it's one movie. Like it's a self-contained story. And if you think too much about the externalities and what episodes one through three or like seven through nine mean <laughs> no. f- mean for four through six, it just they retroactively make the product less enjoyable. So hmm. it's best to compartmentalize it them in. from the context of history. Right. Yeah. Somehow I've actually seen almost every other Star Wars movie but the trilogy. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Oh, Flask, uh, well, why don't we give them the... Uh, what's the, what, what was that a weird order to watch the movies? It's like the ring order or something like that? Oh, the, uh, the machete order? That's it, the machete order. Yeah. <laughs> What is I, I don't even I'm not even gonna pretend to remember, but it's something like okay, you watch one, you, then watch, you watch four, four. five. No, you watch four, five. Then you go back and watch two and three. Then you watch six. Why would you? And do then that? you continue because of the revelation is at it? the end of five and how it plays into the story of the prequels. And you would just don't watch one because in this order they say that it doesn't matter. It's like a fantasy world where it <laughs> pretends like the, the plot twist in that movie isn't the most famous plot twist of all time. Yeah. Uh, literally everyone knows it. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Cool. Cool stuff. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Go that's on. The go only on real way, that's the only real way to do so at this point. You do not want to watch the ones. Like the fucking the Disney Plus, that last version that was on Disney Plus, hot, Greedo shoots first still and now says uh, fucking. Malarkey. Yeah. Malarkey. He says like. <laughs> it, it's some alien word but it just sounds like he's yelling malarkey if i remember right yeah, something like malarkey. very similar to that yeah malarkey. he just screams it before he <laughs> so dumb. yeah it's an alien curse and somebody went went through and was like oh it's actually the same alien curse that this person <laughs> hurls at this character in this movie so it makes sense oh man anyway, i'm always down okay. to learn more curse words yeah in hutties um Let's see. I watched uh, I watched the show Solar Opposites by uh, Justin Roiland. I like that name on, on Hulu. Oh, cartoon. Yeah, I never heard I've never heard of that show. That's it a is a cartoon. Game. It's done in the same kind of style, like art style as Rick and Morty, basically, um, which makes sense. And it's basically like Rick and Morty plus Invader Zim on three times speed with an R rating. That's how I describe it. Uh, if you if you like the zany like invention sci-fi bullshit from Rick and Rorty, you'll you'll get that. Uh, if you like the fucked up comedy scenarios, you'll get that. It's I think it's worth a check. It, I don't think it's as like I don't think it has the highs of some of Rick and Morty. It's more just like consistently average. I think I heard <laughs> that it's like Rick and Morty plus The Simpsons. That's uh, real. I don't know. It's like a family. Family so is is this, is this just just Justin Roiland Dan Harmon's not involved? Is that yes? Okay, yeah. Okay, like that's kind of what I've always thought about with their dynamic for Rick and Morty. I don't. Know. I I have no almost nothing about Justin Roiland, but I followed Dan Harmon for several years, and a lot right. of the funniest stuff in Rick and Morty just feels extremely Dan Harmon to me, <laughs> undeniably so. You know what I mean? One of the things I do like about this show is that it has less like meta stuff in it, which kind of gets kind of wears on you and Rick and Morty over time. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. And I think that might be Dan Harmon's influence. I'm not sure. It, it, it absolutely. Okay. He yeah. that shit. Um. So I watched that. I watched uh, Watchmen. Got around to that. Yeah. Okay. Have you you finished it all I nine have. episodes? Yes. I Vito, think, did uh, you watch through yeah. that? No, I only watched the first episode, and it was great. I okay. just, I, I got caught on other things, which I'll talk. So about. we got to talk about with gloves on. <laughs> yeah, um, I wrote out a bunch of stuff about this, but I don't know if I'm going to really go into it. Um, I, I, I like Watchmen the comic, and I've read it multiple times, but it's not, you know, one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a really tight, well done story. Uh, I think I, I enjoyed a number of things about the show, and I think it was well made. Uh, it kind of lost me more over time. Um, I think I would have liked it more had it been shorter and had even less to do with the original comic. Hmm. Um, okay. I think it would have been a tighter package that I would have liked more. Some of the things and events are neat, however, like uh, some of the world building. Early on, I thought the world building was really cool, and some of the characters. Um, it sounds like you enjoyed it less as it intersected with the comic in the second half of the season. Yeah, I would say so. Um, 
some of the retcons it does are actually pretty clever to the retcons to the comic um i'm trying not to go into anything i i guess um, you i started being bothered by things more and more as it went on though i don't i don't know i i think that the um i i, I have a hard time imagining what specifically bothered you i guess and it's gonna be hard to talk about we could talk I'll about say, it later right i'll say for my money if you want um i'll say for my money i i was really only bothered by how things were wrapped up in the final episode but yeah up, pretty much up to that point i was i was captured and i bought it other than a few times where they just were too obvious with how they were shooting in references to the comic or you know, the like one, you know, the one character at one point says thermodynamic miracles. It's like one of those <laughs> famous lines from the comic, even though the, she says it in a completely out of context way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we, we'd have to talk about that more. I, I very much enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I actually think that the, uh, sometimes I look at these things, the postseason discussions on the Watchmen subreddit, subreddit, uh, has a lot of good posts that are, I think responsibly critical in ways that I agree with. Mm-hmm. So that was worth checking out for me. Uh, sometimes I feel like I, I'm the only one who maybe like dislikes or likes something. <laughs> so it's nice to sometimes see some discourse. Validation. About yeah. Um, or people being reasonably, you know, opposite of me, in my opinions. That's okay too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we can talk about that later. But uh, the last thing I'll mention is... Assassin's Creed. Finally, I, I said I was going to talk for about like it. a month for this. <laughs> um, so I I haven't mentioned this on the podcast yet, but I'm totally a mark for the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, I love the whole package: the dumb stories, the settings, the what you know, the repetitive gameplay. You're I mean, love that shit. When were nope. you, when were you going to tell us this? This guy is. I, this is who I am. <laughs> but I think on the last podcast I called all Assassin's Creed fans like smooth-brained idiots. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter to I me because I have fun. Now I understand, like you know, two Brotherhood and Revelation, mm-hmm. but like three sucked, and I'm pretty sure every other one sucked after. Nah, Black <laughs> Some of them are definitely worse than too. others. I never played Black Flag. I good, but the Assassin's Creed stuff annoyed me. So. Black Flag, you know, the pirate stuff was cool, the assassin stuff was shitty. How do you... Like, how? where where do you find the enjoyment out of these games? Where it's, this, it's the same shitty thing. The time periods are cool. I, I mean, mean, I don't want 100% shitty games. With, I agree how do you with determine? Period. How do you determine where, how, why someone finds enjoyment in activities that you don't find enjoyment in? Like, I mean, right? yeah, I guess. There's no yeah, way to right. really dive into why that works for some I mean people. I fucking play my summer car and I like jerk off about yeah, that. Yeah, that's game. true, yeah. <laughs> so I really can't say anything. It's really just different strokes for different folks, right? Oh, it is. Uh I, I mean I, t- I take a long I mean, break I... between each of the games, but when I get back in the mood, I pick up the next one for something that's familiar. It's just weird cuz like I remember good. playing Assassin's Creed 3 and stopping like I don't need to play any of these anymore. I'm I'm done. Yeah, so that means That's you haven't even given the other ones a chance, though. So they could be good, and you don't even know. I guess they could be. 
But then, you know, I see that uh, that co-op game, and I see people with their eyes and their teeth only, and it's creepy. Well, that was bugs, you know. <laughs> For Unity. Bug game. All right, well, what, anyway, what was the, your... The, uh, yeah, yeah the, the next one I had yet to play was uh, Assassin's Creed Origins this time, which is the previous one to the latest one. Uh, so I've been working my way through that, and it's exactly what I wanted, because uh, I got back in the mood, so I knew what to expect. I like the Egyptian setting. Uh, it's a nice change from the few before it, which were all in like, they were getting more and more modern and they were all in cities. So the Egyptian setting is like a big change of pace for me. You've, you've, um, um, just to be clear, you feel bad about liking these games, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I have a uh, question, an actual question about Assassin's Creed. What? What is, so in the first three or two, you were Desmond. What is the story now? Like, are you like some other dude? Don't even, I remember... don't even ask because they don't care. Oh, I, they don't care honestly, anymore. On a, on a serious note, I think it's fine if you play those games and enjoy them. So long as you, you know, you're not, you're not kidding yourself with what it is. It's not like you're going to tell us that the yeah, story is I actually agree. really I don't interesting. Really give a shit what you play. You know what I mean? Wait, it's what, like what, what are you saying? That... I can't do. I'm I'm saying that. Uh, I'm saying it's not <laughs> like you're, not it's not like you're telling us these are good games. You know what I mean? I'm not like extolling the virtues of it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I'm not. <laughs> right. I'm saying I like it. Murdering the Pope. Mm, you guys really don't like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like pretty neutral about it, but you guys seem like you just fucking. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, just. enjoy is going back to something familiar. That's fine. I think that the thing the thing is that our sampling here is a lot of people who only played Assassin's Creed two, and maybe Assassin's Creed three. Assassin's Creed 2 had a really, really good story, really solid gameplay, and from what I hear pretty universally, people think Assassin's Creed had bad story, bad gameplay, you know, so you get this impression that the game's turned to shit, maybe they re- and I, I've heard it's a popular sentiment, they rebounded at some point. I've heard the previous mostly, two are really good. I'm mostly just memeing when I make fun of Flask. Yeah, I'm, I take a pretty, uh, like, middle ground stance on what people enjoy and why, so I don't really like dive too deep into, you know, the the layers of how that matters or whatever. Anyway, yeah, um, I hear you, man. Anyway, uh, so th- yeah, as I was saying, the game does not give a shit about being an Assassin's Creed game. Like they they don't care about the story anymore. Even like the mechanics in this one are way different because it's just like you're just playing an RPG warrior character. Like stealth is oh, an overpowered really? ability you have basically, but it's 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 pretty much unnecessary. You could just kill everything. <laughs> they don't the assassin part of Assassin's Creed has long been like buried. Um, although they've recently said like with Valhalla they might be trying to bring that back or something a little bit more. Um I I have a lot of stuff I could go into, but uh basically um, I'll mention one thing about the game and then we can move on uh, right. at one point you unlock this ability that allows you to control your arrow fired from your bow in flight in slow motion that's pretty cool so the type that's of bow mean. you use it with has a pretty limited arrow count but you can replenish your quiver easily around hostile territory in like these little stands uh, the bow I was using had high stealth damage and critical hit rate and the arrows were on fire so they would set enemies on fire oh, neat. Neat. Uh, after that point enemy strongholds 
and uh, enemy groups of any sort just kind of turned into a barrel of fish. Like, I could just sneak around and backstab people one by one. Or I could mark every enemy with my bird companion and then stand at high elevation and, like, yandu fire arrows into every skull. Wanted them? Until they're all... Exactly, wanted <laughs> them. Just curved the arrow through every skull. Nice. That's area. pretty nutty, dude. Um, the, the latter would also take about only, like, t- 30 seconds of real time because the arrow's flights would take place in slow motion. So mm-hmm. it ended up being a broken strategy. Uh, and And... You could just imagine what the enemies are seeing. Like, in 30 seconds, everyone in the camp is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and on fire. Uh, and you could do it to the roving mini-bosses, too. So you could just, like, riddle their brains with 10 arrows before they even notice anything was what's amiss. Happening. Yeah. And then you could just sleep and poison dart them until they're dead. That's dope. I like That's games sick. that let you break them. Yeah. Use these tactics to, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of cheese them. So stuff like that is fun. Uh, the game definitely has like some problems that are, in, uh, you know, inherent to the franchise. But uh, overall, it is it, it's fun. You know, for people who like Assassin's Creed games, they probably enjoy this one. And a lot of people said like, "Oh, it brought me back," or "It's a return to form." But it's kind of different from oh. the rest of them. I think I'd want to try the uh, the Roman one. Yeah, that's the next Odyssey. One. Odyssey. Think, Odyssey. Or... Hey, All right, that'll cool. be the next one. That, that, that's it for you. Yeah. All right, that's it Great. for me. John, what have you been doing recently? What have I been doing? Let me give you a little breakdown. Deep Rock Galactic. I was gonna start with the X Files, but let's start with Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, hey, Vito said this the intro song. We're in the works with uh, the Deep Rock Galactic people again that played during when you start the game up. Dylan talks, so. <laughs> yeah, we're working uh, on Deep Rock hey. Galactic, it's a four player co op experience. You play as dwarves working for the Deep Rock Galactic Mining Company, and uh, it's just like a class based wave shooter. Uh, and you're, the waves are like these bugs. Everyone loves to kill bugs. You don't feel bad about stomping the life out of a bug, you know? Uh, very solid game on Steam. I think it's got like 98% or something crazy. Uh, very good visuals. It feels great to play. The shooting feels great. Uh, there's four different classes of dwarves. They all feel good to play. They got different guns, uh, different movement abilities. Wait, what's the perspective of this game? First you person. are first dwar- person. Oh yeah, yeah, it's first person game. Okay. Uh, kind of maybe if I had to throw out two game, maybe a mix between Killing Floor for the wave aspect and Minecraft. Uh, no, no, maybe like uh, Lego Rock Raiders, like a payday or something, because you have objectives while you're doing the waves. Uh, super solid. You like dwarves. You like mining. You like mm. killing bugs. Check it out. It's a fun game. I agree. Great game. Uh, and then we'll move into the X Files. Uh, Sorry about that. I'm on. No, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm on season seven, seven and a half, somewhere around there. Um, so I'm making my way through. Uh, Mulder has left the show. I looked. I looked up why he left in season five. I, or, no, maybe he left in season seven. He wanted to leave in season five, 
They stayed till seven. Uh, he was just done with it. So they had him get abducted by aliens. Oh, shit. And then die. And then get resurrected. Oh, if you guys not, I thought we talked about that. I'm actually partway through season two right now. <laughs> oh, no. Well, hey, don't worry. He leaves the show, and there's still several more seasons, so fuck him. Don't they bring in Robert Patrick to replace fuck him? Fuck yeah, they do, dude. <laughs> He's a badass. It's the T-1000 Terminator 2 yeah. for anyone. Like oh, the, Terminator. the liquid guy. Liquid yeah. Terminator. Oh, you see the Terminator on the show. Dude, honestly, sometimes, yes. I've seen him... There was like this slug creature, and everyone was freaking out, and they're like, "Oh God, dude!" He just out of nowhere whipped out his pistol, didn't put one shot, and then I'm telling you, the slug creature was like as big as like maybe at my foot, you know? Didn't put one shot in it, but three shots in it. Damn. Three well, we measure, direct yeah. shots, and then he turned into a metal uh, ooze and started oh. morphing <laughs> to the fence. It's crazy. Yeah, Scully, chasing Scully after some random girl. Well, yeah, actually, so after after. Uh, if, uh, yes, whatever. After he leaves the show, Mulder, it kind of changes the dynamic. So I uh, think it's John Doggett. He becomes a new partner, and it's kind of like he's the one who doesn't believe anymore, and Scully's like the one who's like, hey, maybe it was some kind of weird uh, alien ghost. Uh, so it's like they kind of they flip the script a little bit. Uh, fuck Scully. But since Flask is watching, really solid. Uh, I, won't, I won't throw any more spoilers out. Right. They do have some fun, complete. I, I, I mean, I guess they're all whatever filler, you know, because there's a overarching story. But sometimes they have filler episodes. They get in all sorts of trouble. If they they seen these ghosts in a house once, they're like real ghosts. It was crazy. They just never talk about it again. Hmm. I just watched the one with the uh, the fish man. Dude, Luke. Yeah. Luke man, dude, that guy's so gross looking. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I gave it. A, I was a little worried when I was watching it. I was like, "How are they gonna keep it going with like the other aliens in there?" They do a good job. Uh, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next time. See if Flash watch more. Sure. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Space Hulk Deathwing. Uh, that's another four-player co-op game set in the Warhammer 40k universe, and you're like these uh, big badass space marines. And it's uh, you're in a spaceship and you have to go through and it's another it's, this one's more like Left for Dead, but uh, at a slower pace. It's like you gotta be really careful about your fire. There's like friendly fire. Uh, I don't know who made the game, but it's, it's a little on the jank side, you know, a little on the, the six seven out of ten. But I feel I like Warhammer that. 40k, pretty cool. Have you played it? How much have you played of it? Uh, we, I played with, uh... We played that one time with me and you and, uh, your brother and him. Yeah, we played one additional time. Uh, we should play that more. That's good. And then lastly, I have stumbled upon this on Steam last week. The Sega Mega Drive and Genesis Classics. It's on Steam, and you can buy, like, the games individually, and there's probably, like, I don't know, 20 or 30 of them. Was that, uh, was that Pinball? I was, yeah, I was playing Sonic Spinball. That's one of them. I've had a lot of fun. I played that. That's from my uh, childhood. I remember that one. Uh, I was getting down on some Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, the side-scrolling one, not the not the first one. Uh, great games. And the games are only like 99 cents, except for ones that have Sonic in the title. Those are $5. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wonder why. Of course. Sega. And there's, there's a ton of them. I'm playing Vector Man, Vector Man 2. Uh, yeah, Shinobi's up there. 
Saw you guys posting those Vector Man tracks in the Discord. Dude, there's some of them. Those are jams. Yeah. I I suggest uh, you guys check it out. I mean, I played all those games when I was a kid. I would love to revisit them. I never beat any of them. I probably only did the first level, like Revenge of Shinobi, Vector Man. I don't think I ever beat the first level of those (laughs) games. They're so hard. I saw you playing a bit of that. I can't imagine anybody wanting to play that in VR, but it looks cool. Oh, yeah, you can't play it in VR. Like, the when you the little start screen or whatever, it's like a bedroom. I I thought he was in VR at first. Yeah, it's, it's definitely made for VR. I'll try that one day. I'm just going to walk up to an arcade arcade cabinet and just play the game on an arcade cabinet in VR. <laughs> Even like it more like makes you sit on the floor and like play on like a CRT TV. Hmm. Just like the good old days, you know? My spine! The VR game where you put on a VR headset and then play on the uh, cabinet inside the virtual VR headset. Super hot have you do that <laughs> when you start, you pull down a headset onto yourself. Uh. Oh. Well, that's kind of in the game's. That's in the game's theme, though. Yeah, yeah. the game's very meta. But uh, that's that's it for me. We got more Sega later, right? News. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some Sega in the news. Got some Sega in the news, and also in the news, Greg. Why am I in the news? Yeah, well, I don't know why you want you to know what I don't know. News for. Because of what you're about to tell us right now. The stuff you've been doing recently. So, I've been doing a lot of stuff recently. Uh, I've turned into a, a shark, a killing machine. A man-eater. Yeah, so I played through man-eater. He's a man-eater. It was a very janky game, but it was <laughs> really, really fun. I uh, absolutely love that game. I feel like you're you're so into any game where you could play as a shark, fight a yeah, shark, absolutely. anything with sharks you love. Yeah, it was really cool. Boy loves like his sharks, yes he do. If them, if the developers of them, uh, Man Eater and uh, Depth, came together, they could make a great shark game. I was gonna say, I remember you liked Depth a lot. Depth, depth was fun. I love Depth. That was so much fun. The birthday game. I was gonna say the game had depth. Uh, no, it didn't uh, actually. It was pretty shallow, but it was fun to, to <laughs> fun of multiplayer game. Yeah, I think I played it for like twenty minutes. Yeah. I think I played it on Greg's birthday. I think I had to play it. Yes, every year I try to get people to play that. I think that's also when I played it. And then I had nothing else to do because I was bored after 20 minutes. Um, The other game I played is uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which uh, I fucking hated. That's the most recent one. The most recent, okay. Shadow's a dumb game. I was not a big fan of it. So... Why like not? in the beginning, <laughs> I had a lot of weird bugs, which they they got patched. There was a patch while I was playing it, and it fixed a lot of it. But um, the story was just all over the place. It was not good. And uh, yeah, I just not. I was not a fan. Those games are like, similar to like Uncharted, kind of. No, same stuff, it's no? like they're really trying hard to be Uncharted, but they're not. They're okay. not gonna get. But there. they are trying to do to do that. That, yeah. that game's got good reviews, though. I'm not doubting you because it had. I don't, I don't like the Uncharted. Well, on, not, it had really cool scenes in it. Like uh, there was a scene where you're fucking running down a mudslide. You're like jumping on like buildings and shit. It's really cool. But uh, overall, I was I just thought it was like a dumb story for that game. Okay. But I do enjoy them. They are fun. I just. Gameplay-wise are good. Yes. 
because you just fucking murder people. Uh, She's a monster. Yeah, she is. Um, I started playing My Summer Car. And yeah, just, I've been watching you play that. That's kind of my like comfy game, because I'm not looking up a guide or anything to build the car. And <laughs> I'm not looking up anything for the game, so I just have to like kind of find where everything is at. You're never going to finish that car. Did you get uh, any further? Dude, I've gotten pretty far on that engine. I'm just waiting for a... Uh, so where I'm at in my game now is I need a certain set of tools that I ordered, that I wrote out an order form for, and I had to deliver the mail. But what I think is, I delivered the mail, but I didn't stamp it, so it's never going to get sent. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting in the post office, God, and that's the only thing I need to continue game. on the engine. And it takes you, like, 20 minutes to get to the post office, by the way. Like, real time. Yeah. 20 minutes. Uh, I had to restart my game once, because, uh... I was driving a tractor. I found a tractor and I took it. And I was driving and I had the, my uh, radio on the back and it was playing custom music. And it Anime was fucking music. blaring. Yeah, it was blaring the Yakuza soundtrack. <laughs> and I was like, dude, this is so fucking loud. So I turned around to turn it down and I cr- ran over it, dude. Oh, man. And the old, I think Knoxville, I think it was Knoxville was watching me. The guy fucking shoots up and like looks around and then just dies. And I was like, what the fuck do I do, man? I, oh, so I killed this... <laughs> yeah. So I fucking killed this guy. And like, I just gotta leave him. I leave him and I go to turn my music back up. And I crash into a car. I pin him against the tree. And I'm just like... And he's like, just dead. What so I had to delete that because I was like afraid the cops were gonna get me. Does that happen in that game? Yeah, you can get arrested by the cops. Holy shit. That, that game, I looked into that game some more after I was watching you play it. Because I was so confused why it exists, why you are playing it. And it, it seems kind of, I mean, obviously you're playing it because it's like super cozy, right? I mean, it's it's chill. It's also really challenging, especially the way you're doing it. My babushka um, has asked me for her groceries and I have yet to answer her. I'm a horrible grandson. So, uh, looking into that game, which I've also done, one of the reasons why the game is what it is is that it's a cultural statement about what it's like to be Finnish. Like, all the shit you have to wait on in that game, the shit that takes forever to do, is the same kind of stuff that that Finns have to deal with on the day-to-day. What? Killing people? Mm. Taking forever to get to the post office. You know, you have mm. you, know, you want a car park, you have to fucking mail it out in the post office and have it come back in. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how much... By the way, it's also the game takes place in 1995. So it's not... A lot of that stuff, is, I think, is better today. Um... The problems that, like, the grandma has to deal with sewage and that kind of thing, like, um, I think almost everything, like, everything in that game is made to be more or less accurate to the, f- to the Finn experience, so I, uh, so I understand it. It's pretty interesting. My, every, I, I don't know why I would want to play it, but... There's, there's a long page I, I found, there's a long page I found that, like, just, like, looked into the game in detail and described all the cultural references and everything. Very interesting. So when I first started the game, I think Noxville watched me play and he described it in the best way. It's a, uh, it's a boy thrusted into adulthood. Because uh, <laughs> I, went to the, uh, I went to this place and I bought groceries. And I had to get, like, I I broke my boat. So I had to get back to, uh, with a uh, bus. Your boat? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my little, uh, ro- my little uh, motorboat. I crashed it and it wouldn't, like, get unstuck. 
So I'm waiting there with my groceries, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I start dying of hunger. So I order food, and the guy's cooking the food for me, and the bus is like showing up, and the guy's like still cooking my food. I'm like, oh no, what the fuck am I gonna do? Stranded in the rock bottom. So I grab my food, I grab my bags, and I throw them on the bus, and then I get on the bus and stand. And I'm like, he's just sitting there. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I have to pay the bus driver. I pay him. And he, uh, he doesn't move. So I get out of the bus. He closes the doors and drives away. With all your stuff? With all my shit. Oh, my God. And I was like, a mess. <laughs> so I was like, fuck. If you'd waited was, around, do you think your stuff would have still been there? Probably not. I don't, I don't know, though. I wasn't going to wait around all day. He didn't mention he was drinking his own piss outside the fucking store. What? I was thirsty, dude, and then I had to like I just I peed and looked up. From what I've seen All in right. that game, you, if you're into cars, you could like really make like kind of like, whatever cool you want. Yeah. It's pretty neat. That's why another you know why I'm wondering why you're playing it because you're not really into cars. I fucking hate you? cars, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like it a lot, though. Cool. All as right, long cool. as it's in the package of a video game, it's acceptable. What else you got, Greg? <laughs> With anime music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I've also been playing Terraria with uh, you guys. All right, cool. Which is all right. But then... Put, put that at the what? bottom. What? Terraria? I said, yeah, well, I said we'll put that at the bottom of the list. We'll talk about that later. Oh, uh, all right. Um, and then I've just watched anime. I'm watching uh, an anime called Kaguya Wants to Fall in Love. Pretty good. Oh, God. I've talked That's about familiar. it a lot. I, I keep talking say. about it. Uh, it's really funny, and I think you guys would like it. Alright. I'll get you guys to watch it, don't worry. What's it about? It's, uh, it's about a student council, and just their wacky hijinks. Hmm. See, an anime is already a a rough start for me. But you want me to watch a a slice of life anime? Yes. No, I'm gonna guess hentai. Yeah, it's hentai. Absolutely. It could be. You wouldn't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know until we saw it. But that's all I've done. You can go to the next person. Alright. Uh, well, Brendan, I actually don't know what else you've been doing recently other than playing Terraria with us. Well, I've been pretty busy with work, so I haven't really had much time for that. Sure. But employee. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I watched uh, Demon Slayer as an anime. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, but I don't watch that much anime, so I don't know how often this happens, but it's the same thing happened with uh, My Hero. My Hero. (laughs) Is where, I mean, it starts off really good, and I guess about halfway through it, and like some big thing happens, and then it just kind of drops. Like, it's not bad, it's just not as exciting, like... Very, like very, very often. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? It's so, so disappointing. <laughs> like, why would they have the build-up in the middle of the season, and then the rest of it's just like, you know, slice of life, I guess. Yeah, maybe that, that feels very par for the course. I don't know, maybe it's just like a weird translation from anime, or from manga to anime, you know what I mean? Like, because it, yes. they do two or three chapters at a time, like for an episode, and it just doesn't sync up, or like... I know exactly what you mean. Like, One Punch Man, the season ended just out of nowhere. Like, I, 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 didn't, yeah, even, I yeah. didn't even believe that it ended. I was like, wait, what's happening next week? And I was like, that's it. I was like, what, what the <laughs> fuck? 
Yeah, I, I would like to know that too. There's got to be something behind the scenes. Also, oftentimes it can happen in both manga and anime because, uh, like, the mangaka will have a great original concept and it'll launch the manga and it'll be great. And then they don't really have the whole thing laid out for themselves in their head right. or on paper. Right. And so they kind of have to start making shit up as they go along. They and then they cool get trapped arc. into big yeah. parks and everything. Uh, I mean, what, one thing about, week like, by week. all Western media is, like, everything that is Western, by, by the time it's airing, the whole thing is filmed, more or less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. maybe they're, maybe it's a 20-episode season, they're filming episode 20 when the episode one's starting to air. But for the most part, like, when it gets on TV, it's already filmed and edited and everything. Like, anime and that kind of thing is, like, seems like a lot more ad hoc, like, as it's ready, it's being sent out onto the conveyor belt for produ- for to be shown on air. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, comic books are a lot less like manic and uh, you know uh, s- uh, stressful on the creators right. than manga. Where those filler episodes come from, man? Yep. That's um, pretty much it for me, though. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is that like escalating conflict? You fight. One of the seven crystal lords. You fight five of the seven crystal lords. Now it's time for a beach episode. You always need a beach, beach episode. And then the That's season's cool. over. Yeah, wait till next season. Oh, no. And or, or they after, after the beach episode, after the beach episode, you have the clip show. And then the live action movie. And then you gotta wait for the next season. <laughs> Alright. Uh, thanks, Brendan. Let's move on to Vito. Uh, sorry, I have to say this. It's on the notes. V money, get all the honeys. I did not. I really didn't put it there. Who put that there? I might have put it there last episode. I I did not put that there. I might have put that there. No, I mean last last episode. I might have taken the agenda from last episode and clicked make a copy. Uh, It just goes to show this is what everybody calls me. I don't call myself that. And um, why have you done? Doesn't it really obnoxious every time somebody talks to you? Like that's a lot of words. Yeah, just you know, it, it is a little annoying. I'll be honest. Um, last. Hey, be money, get all the honeys. Thank you for your respect. It's like a spell. Um, you start saying it, you're stuck. Last episode. Last episode. <laughs> um, Sorry, Greg. What were you saying? I. Be man, go on. Oh, ignore him, be man. <laughs> I just fucking it. Last episode, I was uh, playing Gears Tactics. That was like the main game I was playing. I uh, really enjoyed that. I never got to beat it, and it's not because it got worse. I was having a blast with it, and I will pick it up soon. Um, I just got caught up in other things. One of those things is the West Wing. Uh, so Andy won't shut the fuck up about the West Wing. Um, but so it's working. Like, it's working. It worked. No, Andy usually has good. Uh, not usually. You know, whenever I check out something that you've recommended, it's been good. Um, so I checked out the West Wing. I did not think I was. I mean, when you started recommending it, I, I assumed I would probably like it. But I heard about the show before, and I would never think I would like this show. It's a political show, yeah. and it's just not. Not that I'm not interested I totally in politics. Get that feel. Yeah, I just don't want to watch like a, a politics show. Um, yeah, and I like instantly fell in love with it. First episode was fantastic. Every episode's been fantastic, but from the first episode, I was hooked. Like there was no, you know, period of time where I had to kind of force myself to get through it. It's just a really charming show. 
It's really easy to watch. It's not yes. like you do not very, need to be. Yeah, you don't need to be like a political scientist or anything like that. It really is just like a monster of the week um, sitcom with the political you know theme. It takes place in in the White House. Um, I don't. I I think sitcom is not at all an accurate. Not a good. Well, okay. I mean, a, a drama. I guess. I mean, it, it's a drama. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it has some comedy, but it's it's de- it's definitely not trying to be a sitcom. Right. I it's guess just a sit. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's, it's very, not friends. Very feel good uh, when there's not a very dramatic, you know, uh, situation, and some right, of the situations sure. are, you know, are of. It's it's great. an optimistic show. It's like a it's an optimistic drama type of show. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's and I've been watching my girlfriend. She likes it a lot. It's like I said, super charming, and at the same time, for something that where most of the time it's very feel good, it like makes me sad, especially what like. It makes me sad specifically watching it now because it oh yeah it literally is it's like a uh, a you know it's a democratic uh, democrats wet dream is the show like oh yeah it's it's, it's cathartic it's it's like cathartic it's like it, it makes you think yeah you're yeah. watching it and 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 you're like you know what there's no these these politicians do not exist they're not real people yes. yeah and this is not how the government operates and you know in every episode these politicians. You know, you got the the president who's like a father figure to the White House staff is like genuinely trying his best to do what's what's good for the Americans. They're all very competent and they all mean well. Right. It's just something that it's like hard for us to believe anymore. You know what I mean? That'd be nice. So I don't know how this was any different when it uh, at the time when it was released, uh, which was what Bush administration or, it, or- um, so. Yes, it I believe. It was um, it was set to release in '99, but they pushed it back because of the Monica Lewinsky scandal. So it first aired, um, yeah, oh, in wow. Bush's first year of office. So yeah, so I, mean, I don't I don't know how people felt about it then, but that's how I feel about it today. Where I'm like, this is such a great fun show. At the same time, it brings me like like a sadness because it's it's a fantasy and it shouldn't be a fantasy. It's but anyway, sweet. it's it's a really good show. I recommend. You know, if you guys are looking for a show, check it out. What? You do not have to care about politics. It's 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 a great monster of the week. How, style how far away show. are you? Or, sorry, how far into the show are you? I'm not that far, and I think I'm on I'm on episode like maybe 13 of season one. They're hour long episodes. Oh, have you seen um Take the Sabbath Day yet? I don't know. I don't know the Capital the, Punishment episode. It's it's like the you were saying that the show makes me sad. That was the episode I was thinking of. It was a capital, capital punishment. punishment. Yeah, off the top of my head, I, I can't recall at the moment if I've seen that one or not. But Yeah, yeah that um, one and the episode about Leo's alcoholism and excessive Yeah, Yeah, yeah that, that's uh, about where I am. I, I just finished that okay. episode a little yeah. bit ago. That episode's so. amazing. Yeah. It, it Man, especially when you start seeing some of the Emmy Award winning episodes, like that episode or that series has won so many awards. It won Emmys, I think, almost every season. Several of the actors almost every season. Um, there's one episode. There's a few episodes in particular in season two that I wish I could just talk to everybody about because they're just that good. You know. Yeah, I'll get there. Um, it's a long show. That's one thing I'm intimidated about because yeah, it's a long like, show. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll ever finish it. I imagine that I'll probably get halfway through and then just stop watching it at some point yeah. out of uh, 
you know, there's like 22 episodes a season. There's like seven. There's like seven or more seasons. It's just ridiculous. It's, never it's interesting how the show evolves over time. Um, yeah, I, I am curious to see what happens after uh, Aaron Sorkin leaves the the show, like you're saying. Right, right. But yeah, um, uh, it has a rocky period, but it it does end up being a good show, and in some ways, like weirdly, uh, predicting uh, events of the future. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. I, I guess I can spoil it. like the. There's a presidential candidate at some point late in the series that's the first Latino presidential candidate. Like he's trying to be the first Latino president, and they've designed that storyline in like 2004 and uh they they literally modeled him off of Barack Obama like oh. one of the show's advisors is like there's this really hot and upcoming senator um named Barack Obama and so they modeled the, this character after Barack Obama and then um the show I think I I think it was ending right around like when the Obama campaign was like starting up and yeah Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching. I'm I'm hooked right now. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so uh, West Wing, and uh, I started playing Valorant. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of us are, you're playing Valorant. A bunch of us are playing Valorant. And uh, yeah, it's I, I love it. I'm like addicted to that. Also, I was a huge CS:GO fan. Uh, I liked Overwatch and played it a bit when it came out. Although I stopped playing that for no reason really um and it's it's literally those two games put together and it's uh i don't know it's just good good to be back into a competitive multiplayer game yeah dude i totally agree um i played i've got like five six hundred hours in csgo uh most of which was actually me playing and that's not counting the time i have on my smurf so csgo is near and dear to my heart i spent a while in college with a bunch of people driving around um, Indiana, going to different lands, playing in a five-man CSGO team. The mouse pad, and yeah, no, just the mouse pad I'm using is one of the prizes I won from there. Um, And for me, it's just been fantastic seeing uh, Valorant. The game, I was a little worried about the game, like, because I keep hearing it's Overwatch CSGO. It's far, far more CSGO than it is Overwatch. Yeah. And the abilities that your characters have are really like you could imagine them being in a CS:GO like game. Yeah, it could be just different like types of grenades and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's right. nothing like they're not actually like superheroes jumping around the map. Well, for sometimes the most they part. are. I mean, there's one person whose ability is literally just jumps around, but you know, their uh, their ultimate is really the only thing that's like special about them, and you can only use the ultimate like once every six or seven rounds. In normal play, so it, it doesn't really come up all that often. Um, but yeah, if you've played CS:GO, you will fall right back into that game. I think I've won, or I think we've played seven or eight games together. I think we've only lost one game, Vito. I guess with when I played with you, but I've definitely lost my fair share. Mm, okay, um, yeah, I haven't played much either. And I, I, and when we play together, when we when we have a, a squad five-man squad or you know whatever even three men uh we do so much better but when i'm playing with randos it's just terrible i mean yeah, uh, yeah one big problem with the game right now is i don't know what is this is it like a is this game in beta right now or uh it's gotta be in something like that because it doesn't have a ranked five which i wish it had full release isn't it it's full release well there's I no ranked otherwise. there's no ranked mode like it definitely feels like they're missing a bunch of things so i think it's 
I don't know. I assumed it was like some sort of beta. Um, well, it's not the beta because they, they did the beta before this and it was a private beta where you had to get those keys off of uh, uh, Twitch, right? Whatever yeah, the case. I think, case. The, I think that was a closed beta. This is an open beta, I think. But I could be wrong. All right. Well, unless I'm mistaken, there's no like ranked mode. I'm, I'm pretty positive of that. And so the only thing that's there is like a unrated mode and then uh, a different uh, game mode. But there's no like they're missing some key features that would really make it better. Uh, there's no like surrender button. The matches are pretty long and it's first to 13 wins. And when you're getting stomped, like, you know, there, there really should be a surrender button. And more so when you got uh, teammates who abandon the match. There, you know, there is a penalty Absolutely. for abandoning the match, but it happens so often where I'm playing and someone just goes AFK or leaves. Um, and in that in that case, like I shouldn't just have to run into the enemy 13 times in a row to finish the game. Uh, there should just yeah. be like a surrender function. But uh, yeah, uh, that's about all I got to say about that. All right, cool. What else you got? Uh, one last thing. I started playing Slay the Spire uh, because I've heard great things about it. A lot of you guys have it. And Are you still, uh, you still running on the Ironclad? Yeah, I, I mean, I have the silent, the second character you unlock, but uh, I'm just sticking with the ironclad for now, just trying to get some more unlocks for him. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, my, I mean, my experience with like card games and deck builders and such is like Yu-Gi-Oh! when I was a kid, um, the board game Dominion, and that might be about it maybe some other board games i think um, dominion would be the a really dominion is a really great analog dominion i i love and i play that a lot and we really should would try that one day um, i love dominion dude but yeah so I, I wouldn't say like i'm huge into like card games but i really like those games and i'm really just i, I really started playing it just because my friends said it was good and i'm loving it dude i'm like addicted to it um yeah that's, that's really you guys can't it. stop discussing strategies for this dang game. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's pretty pretty hard. It is hard, yeah. I mean I when I was first playing I had Zach, our buddy, do the same thing he's doing with you. Like he was watching me help me out and stuff. Eventually yeah. you get it. Yeah, it's been cool. Yeah. He's giving me uh, insight on like how to build certain decks. Pretty cool. Yeah, I um recently I finished the West Wing. I don't. I don't really have anything more to say. Much more to say than what you did. Um, other than, um, so Aaron Sorkin does leave an Aaron season five or season four. I think season five is pretty rocky. Um, and then season six and seven are actually really good, for the most part. I'll say that one of our favorite characters, who's a favorite character even in season one, um, has. A really unfortunate character arc, just just very poor writing, um, which is a shame and is an exception Robert. because I think for the most part the post Sorkin writers are still really good, you know if they're not Aaron Sorkin. Um, but yeah, I I very much enjoyed the show. It's a it's a great watch. Um, Vito, if you're a podcast guy, I recommend, especially since you're kind of watching the show slowly, you can campaign your favorite episodes with. West Wing Weekly, and um, that podcast is great. It has a lot of access. They talk to a lot of people behind the scenes. 
Um, mostly because one of the hosts of the podcast, Joshua Molina, plays a main cast member on the show from season four onward. Yeah. So he knows everybody and he has, you know, he has a lot of fun doing the podcast and talking about it and everything. His character is like, his character kind of like coincides with Aaron Sorkin leaving just coincidentally. So he always jokes that uh, he was the guy who ruined the West Wing and he's just there to help with the fans who enjoy the first four seasons. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great show. I also played some Valorant. I don't really have anything more to say about than, than what I said with you. And uh, finally, we've been playing a lot of Terraria. We, uh, as in everybody in this channel, except for John. Um, yeah. It's a great oh. game, dude. Uh, I don't know what to say about it that hasn't been said, but Flaskin I hadn't played really since like 2011. Like, done a full playthrough at least. Which, it's yeah, fun. we tried to get back into it sometime in between. Around 2015. We didn't do, a, yeah. like, a full playthrough. It's been a lot of fun seeing how well, or how much I've forgotten things, but also how much new content there is. A little while since I've been, um, you know, this engrossed in a game where it's, like, the thing I'm doing most of the time that I'm that I'm home. You know what I mean? Uh, the game really gets me, man. Like... The grinding addict, the grinding loops and that kind of thing. I usually like, I can't get into that kind of stuff. If I think, especially if like it's a big ask, but I think Terraria does a ton of small asks for, from you, and also things are gated by boss fights and stuff like that. So it's hard to fall too far behind. It's hard for there to be too much to do. You know what I mean? Um, it, I think it has a great balance between like freedom and focus. I guess. I love games where I where it presents so many options that I can pick and choose what I want to do and then go and do those yeah. things like make a list of tasks a list of tasks mm -hmm. and then go and do them at my at my leisure. Mhm. Mm what about you Brendan? I know that you've owned the game for a while. This is like your first time playing through it, I think. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh usually I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing, so I'm just usually doing my own thing. Uh I accidentally summoned a boss yesterday. Oh yeah, I it's, it's fun finding out uh, little things like that. I, I caught a, oh, a two truffle worm, run. I think it's called. <laughs> oh my oh, god! My and I was like, I was like, oh cool. I wonder what I what I what crates I can catch with this. So I took a crate potion, like a fishing potion, and it just it came out and just destroyed me immediately. I think that boss is like very late, game. several steps ahead. Yeah. Oh, that, but that is fun. Like just stumbling into things like that. Yeah. Um, you, it may be even a criticism of the game. You can accidentally enter the boss for hard mode, the Wall of Fesh, very easily. Because the item that you need to start that boss fight is called a Guide Voodoo Doll. You need to drop it into the lava. But you, the enemies you're fighting are in hell. And, like, most of hell is lava. And, and so they're if, like, flying around above the lava. <laughs> and, they're, and they're flying enemies, too. Yeah, so they're flying around above the lava. You kill them, and if you don't grab that Voodoo Doll before it hits the lava, it'll spawn the Wall of Flesh. The only saving grace being if you're at the level where you're not prepared to defeat it, then it's going to kill you and you're not going to go to hard mode anyway. Right. But still, right. it's kind of funny that you can so easily summon like a game-changing boss. And I think sometimes they do that kind of stuff on purpose just so like players can't get lost in the progression. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. It's the same reason why in hard mode a lot of the bosses will just come attack you in the night sometimes. Yes. It's a very well-designed, very smart, clever game, I think. 
Uh, Vito, you're also playing through it for the first time. I don't think you're enjoying it as much, though, but you've also said at the top that you, you're not into digging. <laughs> yeah, I guess He's so, really Vito. not into digging. He is really not into it. He's not right, digging Vito. it, you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, uh, that's all i got to say about Terraria. It's a great game. Um, we're just entering hard mode. There's a lot more stuff for us to do yet. We've had the server going on for most of the last month. Yeah, right now um, we're at the mechanical bosses. Right. We've beat I one of three. love Terraria. Yeah, the only thing that gets me right now is uh, the Crimson, man. It's starting to get annoying to try to fight it back. I just, uh... Yeah, I spent all my money on it, man. I'm a broke-ass man. I spent like five five platinum on Clementine Juice. Hey. Jesus. I got things. I'm... Sorry. Hey, yeah, I'm... I'm oh, you're I'm back, Vito? No, I've oh, been here. Yeah, just... Insert yourself, please. Reconnect my mic. I don't know. Um, But, uh, yeah, I'm not really enjoying it as much. But it's, you know, it's just a me thing. It's just not my type of game. I feel like the grinding is really tedious. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of it. But I like playing with my friends. I like building my bar. And, uh, you know... That's what matters to me. That is kind of the nice thing about playing with a group, though, is that like, if there are other people in the group who can do the grinding or who like to do the grinding, they can get items that you can then have for the stuff you do like with, with like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Absolutely. exactly. No, I, I thought this. I thought the same thing one day when Brandon logged on. We were about to fight the wall of flesh, and I was just like, "Hey, Brandon, you have a cell phone?" And then I just started cobbling together the stuff from the accessories chests, like all the stuff he didn't have, and I think we managed to find like literally everything. In the chest. Yeah. And you guys have been really good at keeping us, you know, in the loop and updated whenever I join at least. But uh yeah, it's just not my particular cup of tea. I get you. And uh that makes you a bad person. Hmm. I knew that. Right. Alright, fellas. We should do uh, Starbound when we're done. Yeah, we'll see about that, but uh just that, that game not as good. Yeah. What'd you say? Isn't that game not as good? I've never played uh, it. So, there is a mod for the game. It is called uh, Fracking Universe, and it about triples the content in the game and makes it a lot better. It makes it really mm. good. What I've uh, heard is that the game has less content, and so is shorter, but the content is more focused and maybe more linear, uh, and also it has a better, like, atmosphere and worlds and stuff like that interesting well yeah i mean if we have a group i would i would buy it and check we, it out we really you don't need to buy that it runs on like steam servers so the oh, yeah. way the okay. way starbound works is you go to different planets but your main thing your main hub is like your own ship so basically you put you're basically what you can do is you just throw all your shit on your ship and you just mm -hmm. fly to different planets collecting shit. Hmm. And then upgrade your ship and go from there. Alright, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I was telling Flask, I would estimate well, maybe another month at two area before we beat the game. Mostly because it's a. Uh, we're, we're trying we're just to. We're waiting for everybody. Exactly. We're, we're waiting for everybody to get online to make major progression. Yeah, cool. Alright, fellas. Nobody else has anything they want to bring up. I think it's about time for us to head to a break before we get into the news. Yeah.
Oh, they emailed me back about the salmon skins. They're going to send me a chili lime pack. I need my address. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We're going to jump into the news. News jingle flask. Thank you. Beep. Uh, you ever seen the musical news newsies flask? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just take out like a 10 second bit from uh, the King of New York. And, I'm uh, King of New York. Right. I yeah, was in a production of Newsies in middle school. No shit. Who'd you play? I played the guy who runs the evil guy who runs the orphanage. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to do any singing for that role? Solid, solid no. casting. I only did singing in the ensembles because he doesn't sing in the good. movie. <laughs> I saw Newsies on Broadway. Oh, uh, really? You? I think it was the first Broadway show I've ever seen. No, that's not true. Is- on a f- field trip, I saw The Lion King, but then I saw Newsies on Broadway. Uh, yeah, we... yeah, What's your favorite knows? Broadway show? I love The Lion King. Right, cut that out, um, I've only seen uh, Newsies, The Lion King, uh, West Side Story. I think that's it. And they were all really good. And probably The Lion King is the best. I would love to see Hamilton and Wicked. Those yeah, I've seen Wicked. Like Not on Broadway. You've but... seen Wicked? Okay. Dude, I yeah. saw an opera uh, this year for the first time in New York City at the uh, fuck the Met Metropolitan Opera House. It's cool. Never heard of it. It was. It's a pretty big thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was awesome, dude. It was. It was really cool. Uh, I didn't know if I was really gonna like it, but turns out <laughs> operas are just plays in Italian. That's really it. It wasn't like. Do you, uh, do you understand high, Italian? Uh, I do a little bit, but they have on the back of your seat uh, the subtitles in English. Ah, um, that's so, neat. Yeah, I was like flipping in between. I was trying to practice my Italian, so I was like trying to listen to it in Italian, but I had to use the mm-hmm. the subtitles. But it, it was it was pretty dope. And being mm-hmm. like, it wasn't like a like some sort of high society thing. It was like a silly, like a silly ass opera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Met is super cool. Everyone's like all fancy and wearing suits and stuff like that. That is cool. Felt like I was in a, I don't know, like I was special or something. You were the only one wearing I, a tank top. Yeah, I, I really, I, I've wearing, never wearing been a to white, wife beater, stained wife beater, <laughs> sweatpants, <laughs> fucking holes in my shoe. No, I'm kidding. I look nice. I clean up. Um, I think one of my favorite things about that type of thing, you know, maybe you can attest to that, is uh. The production behind it, like yeah, I say Hamilton and Wicked specifically because I've seen a bit of Hamilton and it has like a lot of like uh, revolving stages and that kind of thing, like a lot of like cool, neat, practical effects. And like Wicked, mm-hmm. as in during its signature song, like a a bit where the person singing gets winched twenty feet into the air in the middle of the high note, and like man, that kind of stuff. Really yeah, um, the st- stage production on all the ones I saw were amazing, especially The Lion King. It's like extremely yeah, I bet. Uh, visual. Uh, or like, the Spider-Man one. I, w- I wish I saw that. <laughs> I was going to say, Spider-Man Out of the Dark or whatever. Turn off yeah. the dark. They actually yeah. give a guy... There's a Broadway? Uh, the There's a Broadway they actually Spider-Man? give a guy radioactive spider powers. Did yeah. they kill that guy? 
A yeah, lot of people got, got hurt bad. You got cancer? Somebody died though, no? I don't know. I don't know if exactly. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the guy died, but I know several people were a lot seriously of people got injured. Hurt in that. Yeah, I still really want to see that. Though. I would That's love to awesome. see that. Yeah. I bought uh, my friend the soundtrack of that. Ah, my shoulder. This is over a decade ago. We were just, you know, kids hanging out at the mall. I saw the soundtrack in, in fucking Borders books, and at the gag, I bought it. Dude, there's some slappers on there. Oh yeah, Green Goblin has all yeah, the best songs. Course. Anyway, uh, thanks for the jingle flask. Uh, we'll get into the news. Um, fucking welcome. First off, Take Two canceled Kerbal Space Program 2 developer Star Theory's contract and tried to poach all their staff on LinkedIn. Um, that's from Jason Schreier, his first article for Bloomberg, who reported last time on how he had left Kotaku. And apparently um, the last one we'll ever see. <laughs> Because Bloomberg oh, wait, says really? that little thing at the bottom that's like, this is your only free article. Oh, yeah. I didn't even <laughs> see that. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, long story short, Take Two was in a, when is, was in a deal to uh, publish the game. At some point along lines, uh, their line is that they felt things weren't going well and they needed to exert a stronger hand over it. What amounted to a, basically a hostile takeover of Star Theory's only IP, and once they had basically creative control of that, because they poached enough of the ste- of the team members that Star Theory could no longer make the game at all. Um, Star Theory, I, I believe, is now bankrupt, and Take Two yeah. is uh, put the game to a different studio, so they yeah. have more or less total control over it. I don't know how uh, I feel about this. Uh, I, I don't, I don't feel good about it. I mean, why? With the type of game that Kerbal Space Program is, it it's really hard for me to envision that this doesn't end with monetizing thousands of rocket parts in Kerbal Space Program Two. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Why like, would you try to exert so strict, such strict control over the product if you weren't planning to do something right. bad with it? Well, exactly. I don't know if this has anything to do with that per se, but you know the the heads of um, uh, Star Theory, I guess, were in talks with Take Two for a buyout anyway, right? And uh, well, Take Two. It's, it's hard to say how much of that was like how much was a deal and how much was an an offer versus you know what i mean like an how much was an offer and how much was an ultimatum you know what i mean hmm. yeah like it's totally possible that take two said let us buy you out or we're not going to publish your game to their faces while at the same time they were poaching all of the talent from star theory i mean you never know we're we're, we're never going to know the full story it's tainted on both sides obviously you know everybody has a narrative they want to say but from the outside looking in, it looks like this cool indie game that people love. There's a whole niche segment of gamers that love that game. This cool indie game is now going to be taken over by the monolith responsible for GTA Online. Is going to treat it like GTA Online. Well, also, I didn't know that this was... I, I don't know anything about Kerbal Space Program, but I didn't know that this was a different studio than the original studio, that the, the uh, property was bought and given to this studio to develop. But it was just the same dudes who, who oh, made the was? game. 
Yes. Yeah. I thought it was a different... Uh, I thought they said they bought it from the indie developers. I'm fairly certain that, it was, that it's been largely the same group throughout. I could be wrong. Hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, unfortunate put timing put too. That, I might be wrong. That they had to force down, uh, force to close down due to uh, the pandemic. Yeah, what bad timing. Yeah. Yeah. Where when they get kind of screwed over. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm sorry you don't know much about Curl Space Program Flask. I mean, it's a... I've played some of it, but I don't... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know much about it, really. Anyway, uh, so like we said at the top, what's going on in the world right now, uh, various game companies are showing support to the Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, so I have a series of stories on that theme here. Humble has announced a $1 million fund for black developers. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I think it's cool. There's people who are mad about it and they're retarded and racist. Yeah. Um, Infinity Ward announces new anti-racism measures, increasing bans, report systems, name filters, and content monitoring. Excellent. Uh, that's great and all, but like... It'll never work. One, one thing in the back, I, th- I think that's in the back of our mind whenever the companies start doing stuff like this in response to what's going on in the world is like, what what took you so long? You know what I mean? Like, it's been yeah, a problem in Call of Duty true. forever. Yeah, exactly. Now Ever since Call of Duty was online. Yeah. So, it's always been a problem. Me and Kurt play Call of Duty a lot. Like, I want to say me and him are probably the people who play it the most. And every time I play... I, you will probably hear me say, oh, hey, that guy just said the N-word. Why'd he say that? Yep. And it's just, it's usually like almost every game, someone's saying it. Or someone's typing it out on the message thing. I'm like, yo, why? <laughs> so I'm glad, yeah, they, I'm glad they're... What's your deal? Yeah. I'm glad they stopped with that. I yep. mean, like you said, what took you so long? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Uh, so the next one, uh, Rockstar closes GTA Online and I guess Reddit Online uh, for two hours during Floyd's funeral. At first, that just seemed like the most <laughs> the most condescending give is that they're going to shut down their game server for two hours in the middle of the day. But it turned out that that was actually uh, 4 p.m. But that was actually uh, this George Floyd's funeral. Like that was that was the time of his funeral, so that makes a lot more sense. Um, good on them, I suppose, for doing that. Um, Sony delayed their PlayStation 5 event, which was scheduled for the 4th, I think, um, because of what's going on uh, related to George Floyd and the protests. Uh, It's now happening June 11th, so we'll probably have more to talk about that here in a few days. Uh, Flask, I don't know if you were looking elsewhere. There was a lot of news stories on this theme. I don't know if I missed anything major. Uh, I I don't think I've seen anything else All right, cool. under that umbrella. All right. So totally unrelated to that, just to be clear. Uh, there's a playable dev build of Dead Island 2 that was leaked. I never played Dead Island 1. I don't really have much, you know, rep reverence for the series i think you were willing to that greg and maybe Brandon. it was a uh, it was a good game that had flaws that was done better with dying light um 
and Dead Island 2 has been dead for a while. I feel a sniper scope on my head, so all I'm going to say is I enjoyed that game, and I saw the video for it, I would have probably played Dead Island 2. It's a fun co-op game and really nothing more. It's my opinion. Yeah. 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 Alright, so for the next topic, I want you guys to... I want you guys to open that link. I I did. Yeah, I seen this. I didn't see anything. All right, so uh, Sega announces the Game Gear Micro, and the screen size is about one inch. One Who would inch. want this? A hey, one inch is pretty big. Am I right, guys? I think they actually sell <laughs> adult. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's actually yeah no if you scroll all the way down you can see yeah, that there's the a big a big window accessory. You should not need to sell a magnifying glass for your product like before it's even released. Uh, like a big I don't know window. if you guys can tell the U.S. Yeah. price on that. Can you guys guess how much it costs U.S.? Uh, I'm gonna take a look at this and guess. And say uh, fifty bucks. Each one of those is fifty dollars. Oh, that's but 50 so. So there's, I believe there's four variants. Each each variant Wait. has different games on it, oh. and each variant costs fifty dollars. Four games. You need oh my god! On each four on games per variant. Yes. Four games for fifty dollars. Wow, it's great. Or I so you're, you're paying fifty dollars to play Sonic and two other games on a one inch screen. I download an emulator on my phone. If you buy all of them. <laughs> Uh, it or, comes with the magnifying thing that you put. If on you top. spend two hundred dollars, oh. yeah. Actually, I think it's I think it's more than that for the bundle. Yeah, but you can use the magnifying glass for other things too. That's true. It is yeah, a magnifying yeah, yeah. glass. Wow. I don't really. I mean, you oh no, wait, bottom, I don't think you can. No. I think it's like. It's, a, yeah, scroll to the very but the, yeah. the big window. <laughs> it like clipped onto it. You really can't use that. Yeah. For Didn't they else. have one of those for the original Game Boy? I did. I had that for the big gray one. My brother had that. Yeah, <laughs> I had the flashlight. Well, that was important because of the lack of backlight too. On the original so, yeah. is there any chance that this is really just uh, something for like, you know, the uh, big, big the mentally Sega? <laughs> no, but the, yeah, this, the mentally this, disabled. The Sega fan who you know is buying this because it's a throwback to I don't know. I guess the original Game Gear, which I I don't know anything about. Like. You know, it's not. It's a novelty item. It's not a. Yeah, but why would you like want it? I don't want at this all, at yeah. all. I'm just saying. I think it's stupid. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Buddy if you have like, like if you have, that was pretty cool. If I had unlimited money, I would buy that just to like throw it around. Like it would be a fun little toy to mess around with here and there. I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's gonna. I actually, even yeah, even if I had infinite money, I don't think I would buy that. It's a novelty item. It's like even looking at the games here. You can you can see what games are in each package. Uh, further down on the page. Yeah, it's like a Sonic and uh, fucking bunch of Sonic games. Sonic, Shining Force. Those are good games. (laughs) I've never heard of Shining Force. Is a good ass game. Played Shining Force. Never heard of it. Yeah, dude, it's a great game. Last Bible. Never heard of it. Stream Stream Uh, Shining Force, John. I'll watch you play. I think Outrun is one of the games. It's a fun game. I think you just made that one up. No, uh, it's a uh, no. It's in Shenmue, I believe. No, it's not. Run? no I'm thinking of something else. Outrun. No, Outrun's classic. It's like a racing game. Classic arcade game. Is it fifty dollars classic? No, it's not fifty dollars classic. All right. 
I predict yeah. it will do poorly. 92% smaller than the original. <laughs> um, yeah, I predict it'll be... I predict it'll do poorly as well. That's a smart man's bet, John. Thanks. And uh, next, Unreal Engine 5 is revealed. And... I think more significantly, Epic also will no longer charge for Unreal until your game makes $1 million. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of indie devs that are uh, freaking out about how generous that is. Yeah, that's pretty um, crazy. That's a great deal. Um, I don't know any game engines. Unreal Engine 5 looks pretty, but, you know. I, w- I was watching that demo. It, it looks great, the lighting especially. Why did they use like a cartoony-looking character model? in the demo that's supposed to be all about like the graphical fidelity i want to say to like show like the difference possible maybe it's because they make fortnite and they're like fuck did <laughs> fortnite is fortnite is gonna look guys yeah maybe so <laughs> but the environment looks really good yeah that'd be cool when that starts being uh adopted by more games maybe um, i'll make a and, game yeah, dude. I mean, Unreal's free until you make a million dollars. And even then, how are they going to know? One million dollars. One million and forty-five dollars. <laughs> you get the IP to your game. Creative accounting. Uh, so, joining the long list of stories we have absolutely shitting on Google Stadia, uh, we have the Take-Two CEO <laughs> coming out saying Stadia overpromised on tech. That's kind of a reason why oh, for why it didn't Yeah. Work. It's like, yeah, no kidding. It both it doesn't do as well as what it said it was going to do. And also, their whole big argument was that there was a shitload of gamers that wanted to play games on the PC but didn't have gaming computers. And that's just not true. Like, it's true to an extent. Those people exist, but, like, not enough to, like, justify an entire market for this massive cloud streaming gaming apparatus type thing. You know what I mean? Part of his quote is like blaming the consumer instead of the product, yeah. which I just think is they completely backwards based on this product. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I had the list in front of me, but I know for a fact it didn't list or it didn't launch with over half of like the promised launch features. Yeah. Did it at least launch with Skyrim? Maybe. And then, yeah, on top, I mean, it's just, it was crazy. You had to pay a subscription, but then you also had to buy the games. It was yep. like. I don't know. Nvidia GeForce Now is what people actually wanted, <laughs> what gamers would have actually wanted in that sort of vein. I think that you're misreading that quote, Flash. I don't think he's insulting the consumers. He's I saying he's the consumers saying... apparently didn't want that. What they were offering. Yeah. Well, shit. I think he's saying that they shit. were overpromising on technology, which disappointed consumers, and I think that's valid. And he's also saying that he's also saying that he he finds that their core business idea was flawed, that the consumer market for what they wanted to appeal to isn't as strong as they think it is. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I didn't really was read anything malicious about transformative was based on a view that there were loads of people who really had an interest in interactive entertainment, really wanted to pay for it, but just didn't want to have a console. <laughs> they I'm not wanted sure that to. Not the case. They just wanted to that, give that's what money. Saying, well, I mean, yeah, but he's saying that's not the case. You know? I'm not sure that turned out to be the case, as in, like, I'm not sure the consumers uh, wanted 
not to have a console but wanted to have interactive entertainment and to pay for it i don't know yeah i guess it just seems like he's not PC he's kind of gaming. avoiding talking about his product being bad <laughs> it bothered my product. mind that, that got green lighted and it had to have gotten well, green lighted so many times ceo of take two i guess how is take two related to they were just one of the companies involved. I'm totally yeah. oh, piece this, of this, shit, is, this is just a guy commenting on what was going on. Alright. Yeah. But still, he had a stake in it. In its success. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's kind of no-brainer, obviously, but it's, it's nice to hear somebody who actually was involved in the negotiations and who heard what Stadia was pitching um, more or less agree with what everybody's been thinking from the outside. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. This next story, I think... There's a couple... The next two stories are both my favorite, but this next story is maybe more so. So, G2A pays factorial developer $39,000 for illegally obtained Steam keys. This has a really f- interesting story that goes along with it. Some time ago, I think in 2019, G2A had made an open offer that maybe even earlier, maybe 2018. Basically, they said if any developer wanted to claim that they had lost an appreciable amount of sales because of G2A, then G2A would agree to enter into an independent auditor or would agree to enter into arbitration with that company with an independent ar- with an independent auditor and that G2A would pay the company 10 times the value of the lost keys. Factorio's developers, Wubei, were the only team that accepted the offer. Throughout the negotiations, G2A found that they couldn't um, work with large independent auditors, and one they mentioned was PricewaterhouseCooper. Um, that name is just familiar from with me because I've seen their audits before, and they seem extremely professional, and um, the auditing agents and everything seem like, I don't know, it seems like exactly what you would want. I, yeah, I it doesn't seem clear why it yeah. wouldn't work out. All, all four of those are like the the big four, uh, right, four right. firms. Like they're they're widely known. So it's weird so, that you wouldn't that you'd have a problem working with any of them. So he then they do an independent audit, and on that independent audit, they still find that they owe Factorial developers thirty nine thousand dollars. And I want to stress, like <laughs> from the back, from, I want to stress from the from the start of the story. This was the first company, the only one that's engaged in this process so far. This is an internal investigation, so it's it's for, it ran yeah. from somewhere in the company. I mean, and they still found evidence against themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So and that's just like this I, random Factorio tip. Yeah. That's that's the next thing I was going to say is like Factorio is a very popular game. Don't get me wrong, but imagine if like CD Projekt Red came to G2A with that offer. Mm. Like, I and sh- why would they announce, why would they offer this anyway? I mean, was it just I, because they had bad publicity and they're like, this is a good move? I think that it could have, it's either, it either was just a total bluff. I mean, like stupidly, stupidly, I'm not expecting people to take it or the people at the various highest levels of the operation who are dealing with the PR fallout are just genuinely so believing in their product. They've like, drank the Kool-Aid and they think there's no way they're doing anything wrong, mostly because they're incompetent and stupid. Well, but, after this, they still stand by, I don't know if they're standing by the tenfold 
uh, payout, but they're they're still promising to to pay out any developers that want to take them up on this. Yeah, I mean, I think from the onset it looked like a bluff that they were just trying to hide behind. And I and actually, sorry, I'm kind of thinking about this as I'm talking, but I think this makes a lot of sense that it was intended to be a bluff with a with a long, costly process for both parties involved. Such that nobody would act, would seriously, or such that nobody would actually seriously want to engage, and that's why I think that they were invoking stuff like the independent auditors, but found through the process they couldn't use the large auditors because they didn't actually intend to go through with that. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know. It's getting a little conspiracy brain, but yeah. Uh, but when when you're talking about like... when you're talking about people who are known shady individuals or who are running a shady company, it's it's easy to get a conspiracy brain about their true intentions. It does make it seem like this happened to work out like the best way it could have for them because they ended up only paying out to one developer, the only one who signed up for it. And it allowed them to basically say, look, we're, you know, we found ourselves, uh, in, you know, we, we, we audited ourselves and found this evidence of, uh, illegal keys being sold. And we're, and we did pay out. Look, we did this, you know, we're, we're on the level. You know, you, you know what? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if, PricewaterhouseCooper at all had demanded that they do a full audit of all the sales for that game or something like that. And Factorio's developers' claims were specifically these 398 keys mm-hmm. that they had thought. Oh, so and, and that, was, so. that was just for like a couple months. Uh, that was, it, it was that those keys had been right. sold in the marketplace between so, March 2016 and June 2016. So it's not like that was the total number of... That was just this time period so that's pretty bad that was probably the few months immediately following the game's release which is when the sales were the highest anyway but i i I don't know that for certain but i wouldn't be surprised if they realized that a large independent auditor may find that there were way more keys than even the factorial devs were claiming you know what i mean Um, yeah i don't know there's a lot of interesting politicking that could go into that needless to say it looks bad to deny the independent audit that you offered in the first place and then still have to pay out forty thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Brendan. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um. This next one's also real? really good. What? Uh, Ubisoft says Track Mini isn't subscription based. You just pay for it multiple times. <laughs> it's different. So. John, maybe you want to talk about this one. I think you're the one who who showed it to me the first place. Uh, yeah. So I just stumbled across it. It's new Track Mania. It's like a little race car game where you you probably seen like the little gifts or whatever. People make these crazy tracks. Usually the wildest ones. You don't actually do anything. You just hold the gas and you need to do like flips yeah. and shit. But from my understanding, a a new one was coming out, and uh, what they're doing is charging you ten dollars per year. To play Trackmania. Uh, there is a free version, but I think you can't save custom tracks or something. The details aren't all there. So there's mm-hmm. a $10 version per year. And when people said they'd rather just pay $30 or something and buy it, they don't want to pay a subscription, uh, one of the spokespeople came out and said, uh, it's not a subscription. You just have to pay $10. And then when your time is up, you have to buy the game again and pay an additional $10. Yeah, what's the problem? 
That's completely different, dude. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, you uh-huh. know, some people disagreed, though. They said, hey, that sounds identical to a subscription. And after, I think, a little bit, uh, I think somebody else came out and said, yeah, we could see how you see it that way. But with the subscription, it auto-renews. This doesn't auto-renew, oh. so it's not a subscription. <laughs> and, it's even better. And that was uh, it. That's where they're at right now. I don't see how they're similar. Uh, honestly, <laughs> uh, make fun of, or I'm making fun of them for doing the gaff. If they were going to do a subscription model, that sounds better than a typical subscription model. Um, and probably cheaper as well. $60 for three years of license is not that much. Um, but that's that's only if you accept the premise that a game like that should be subscription-based in the first place, which I don't. It shouldn't. TrackMania in particular it sucks. I, I remember when I was doing LANs and stuff, we would have TrackMania events, and it was one of those games that anybody could just download and play so long as uh, um, you know they had an internet connection. So it sucks feel like it for me personally it i can see how that ruins that kind of scene around that game but uh it seems so weird over like ten dollars as well yeah it does i think the argument is that game art track mini evolves over time people add new tracks not even not well, just that's what the they say but it, these games tend to have yeah. super long legs which is true yeah but that you know that just seems like, but we made a good game that lasted a long time. We're not getting more money out of it. It's not fair. Yeah. But at the same time, it does give them the the um the cause to justify supporting that game over time as well. So I don't know. I guess I'm actually a lot more ambivalent than about it than I thought I was. Oh, I think it has pricing. justification for it, but also it's kind of weird that it even is exists this way like when other games don't do this yeah i feel like you can even make an argument for the subscription it's just the story is that they just refuse to call it a subscription they're just you know just like no no this is different it's even if it does make sense just just own up to it like yeah all right yeah yeah if you look at this article now it says that the ubisoft nadeo managing director clarified that Killed himself. It is in fact subscription based, but added that it's not the point. <laughs> well, if it wasn't the point, then yeah, it's just mad. Yeah. You know, Why did they make a point of it then? Yeah. yeah. All you track many fans out there, let us know how it is when it comes out. I was looking into like track mania forms and stuff a little bit after I saw this article a few days ago. Oh, um, actually, this seems better, more benign than I thought. Yeah, people were on both sides of it, honestly, in the Trackmania fandom, it looked like. Well, I, I was just reading his clarification. This actually seems very reasonable. He says, in Trackmania, you'll keep the 100 official plus 365 tracks a day after your yearly access and is more related to traditional offline game content. Oh, did John not mention that? Well, that wasn't in the so, original story. I, yeah, I don't know about oh, no, that. <laughs> that, was, that was part of the update, but he's saying they're saying, like, yeah, you play the game for a year, you get the 100 tracks that you get for getting the game originally, then you get 365 other tracks, one track per day, and those stay onto your account after that year's done. You don't have to buy another subscription. That seems fairly reasonable to me. Yeah, I did uh, see this before. It's like basically you're just paying to keep up the online content, the online isn't that what most It's definitely people a weird play model. Trackmania for like beyond like more track i mean i guess i mean it's not like i said it's not i don't think it's awful but like right but i mean i think there's a lot of people that would 
play Trackmania for a little bit, and those people can only would only have to pay ten dollars for a year, and they would get four hundred four hundred sixty so tracks, right? Yeah. And then if you're like you really want those the the next three hundred some tracks, you would just you know pay another ten dollars. I think it's um it's kind of like a way that you seed in a guaranteed stream and timeline of profits, especially because it's gated by a year. And I wonder if that's why they did it instead of trying to like do DLCs that have volatile uh, marketplace behaviors or something. You know what I mean? It's more like it's basically it, it is very similar to like a traditional um, live content game. It's just they've structured it so that they can be more confident in when the pro- profits are coming in. Hmm. Still a subscription though. It is still a subscription, absolutely. <laughs> But this seems a little more point, damn it. I'm glad that that story got updated because that kind of changes the way I feel about it. Yeah, it makes yeah, it seem like sure. a uh, uh, kind of the fault of mismanaging the presentation of this uh, mm-hmm. format, like focusing on the wrong thing. Hmm. Well, that's like an interesting NPR and how you present your ideas. Like, yeah, you get Reddit mad at you and. You know, who knows what that'll do. I think like you were saying, the important part is focusing on the fact that it's like a replacement for like a DLC system. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last thing I want to mention as far as the news goes is that, um, well, as I said earlier, Thursday, we're getting the Sony event. Then Sunday or Saturday evening, we're getting a PC gaming showcase Something like 50 games to be shown there. I think we're going to do try to do a podcast where right afterwards we'll try to record our hot takes of the PC event at least. Not so sure about the Sony one. Uh, but we'll see how things go. Sweet. So, Flask, you have to get this podcast out uh, hey, before Saturday so that you don't make a liar out of me. <laughs> okay. Actually, no. Wait until after Saturday, so that we can just scrap this episode if we don't end up doing that. Because like, I can't be a liar. <laughs> You're a liar either way. Dan, let's just scrap Dan the episode. So, all that being said, um, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for joining the Broken S'more Fire this week. Um, I hope everybody is staying indoors after the curfew, and uh, that. They're also wearing masks and whatnot, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I should be saying stuff like that. There's no more curfew. But you know what I really care about? Why don't you go to iTunes.com, find our podcast, and give us a 5 out of 5. Get us uh, trending on the podcasts. You know, make us better than all the professional gaming podcasts that have people who put a lot more time into it than we do. It'll uh, It'll be really funny if we... Get really high up in the list. This, this isn't an option. Yeah. Yeah, just think of the bit. It'd be a pretty and good. Why are you thinking about the bit? Why don't you email us at brokencampfire at gmail.com and uh, tell us your important, prescient takes on what's going on with Subway right now and whether you prefer that to Jimmy John's or McDonald's or anything like that. Um, I guess McDonald's is kind of unrelated. Firehouse. Um,. I believe the King Achilles officially denounced Subway. Uh, also, yes. send us gaming questions and stuff. We may end up reading that out loud. 
check out our video content at youtube.com slash broken campfire and i think i just now thought about life is strange we've been so busy with terraria (laughs) for the first time about three weeks i think that game just came i completely forgot we were doing that holy shit yeah all that being said let's send it over to our favorite Vito to take us out Deep Rock Galactic. All right, he stopped being my favorite Vito. That was pretty good. I liked it, Vito.